0: NFL Talk. Cardinals getting ready for a very pivotal game. What could be a pivotal game for them against the Seattle Seahawks here to talk NFL with us from NFL Network. Steve Weiss, our guest on the Arizona Sports Line. Steve, it's been a while. How you been? Steve, are you there? I am here. Can oh, you hear me? Now Hello, we now Steve. we got you. How are you, Steve? There we go. I'm doing well. Are you guys good? We're good. Uh, we're trying to figure out the mysteries of the Arizona Cardinals 2022 edition. Um, and, and it has been a roller coaster. They've not been able to string anything together in terms of, uh, of wins in consecutive weeks. They're 3-5. and five. I think they've been a big disappointment. But the reality of the NFL this year, and especially in their division, they're right in the thick of things still. Uh, is that an apt synopsis uh, in your mind on the Cardinals, Steve?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, look, they still have an opportunity to rally, but you know, I think in watching them, you kind of say to yourself, like, what makes you think they can? Mm-hmm. But you can say that about every team in the division. Like, what makes you think any of those teams, I'll say, besides the Forty ers can go on like a four game win streak? And, you know, and I don't want to downplay what's happening in Seattle because they're doing some great stuff. You still kind, of, you we're still kind of wondering them, you know, wondering if they're going to step on the banana peel. But with the Rams and the Cardinals right now, you're like, I don't see them going on the type of run, you know, even when they're supposed to in like mid-November, to make that hard playoff push.
2: When you look at this offense that is struggling with just the basics of football, with huddling and getting a play in and getting it off without the clock expiring and having to burn a timeout, and that the fact that this is happening midway through year four in the same offense with the same head coach and the same quarterback, well, what does that portend for the future of this operation?
1: Hard to tell. I mean, that's a real fixable thing, um, but it hasn't been fixed yet. I mean, I'm, that that's, you know, the point you're making is really good because I'm like, these guys have been together. Cliff and Kyler and a lot of the nucleus has been together for a while. What is this offense? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know people want to call it an air raid offense, but it's not really an air raid offense. There, there's some things they're trying to do with some elements of the air raid, but what is it? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Because it still continues to be the fail safe is. Okay, something's out there, Kyler. Take off, run with it, and, and we're putting the game in your hands. And, and you know, it's just, it's, it's just. Hard to identify exactly what they're trying to accomplish. Yep,
0: Steve Weish from uh, NFL Network, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Um, not specific only to the Cardinals, and, and you mentioned the word air raid, and that was certainly thrown around a lot when Cliff Kingsbury got to town. But the way that this offense and a lot of offenses are operating these days in the NFL, Steve, is very cautious in the passing game. You know, we got a lot of defenses that are bend but don't break, but uh, also a lot of offenses that have that philosophy. We'll take what the defense gives them. It's for a hard watch on the product, at least in my mind. What, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, how about this? What do we typically hear when it comes to uh, trends and nutrients? It's cyclical. Mm-hmm. What about defenses catching up? Yep, We're about five years into the whole Shanahan, McVeigh. oh, we're catching everybody off guard. we want the pre-snap eye candy, this and that. Well, now defenses are finding kind of these, not necessarily Micah Parsons, Type of players, but multi-positional guys, safeties you can come down in the box, play free, play nickel. Right? Isaiah Simmons is supposed to be that kind of guy, but uh-huh. they don't use him so much in the in the multi tier roles because it's been a little overwhelming at times for him. But more and more teams are finding these guys, so they're learning to to match up of what's going on offensively. What you're seeing is teams can't score now. It's you know, hey, like you said, Bennett, don't break. We're going to move it between the twenties. Well, look at how many games we're seeing that are 22-24, uh, 22-17, 21-whatever. 11-10. to 10. And, <laughs> Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, those dandies. Go back to Thursday night on that, Jim. Um, it, it's just a weird, the whole red zone... Scoring thing has really been, that's been the hard part to watch is red zone offenses and teams trying to figure out what they want to do. Hey, it's third and one. Do we get under center? Do we go shotgun? Do we motion? Do we throw the fade? Do we run it? That's where some of the confusion seems to be. And I don't know if it's necessarily coaching, quarterbacks making the improper or the proper checks. Um You know, and and look, that's where you saw the whole thing with Kingsbury and Kyler, you know, a couple Thursday nights ago. And Kyler was like, calm down, right? That little blow up on the sideline is when they were threatening. So it's it's just a weird that that's a yeah. league wide thing that we're seeing more than something just isolated to Arizona. You're yeah. not kidding, and, and
2: I think the aesthetics of football with the deep passes and and that kind of thing have kind of suffered. And I think you're right on the money that that guys like Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll are kind of clapping back on the idea that the league is now in the hands of offensive masterminds. Um, let's let's focus in on the Seahawks. How how surprised are you that they're able that they've been able to do what they've done behind a guy like Geno Smith?
1: Very, very. I mean, who saw this coming? We were all, look, before the season, we're like, okay, who's going to be picking the top five? Okay, the Bears, the Seahawks, <laughs> the Lions, right? Uh-huh. I mean, there, there, there are very few of us who didn't think that was going to be the case. So they lost Russell Wilson. They're going they're going through a teardown. And here they are doing the same things they were doing in 2010 to 2013. They're running the football. Got a nice young nucleus of DBs starting two rookies. You know, Tariq Woolen is, is looks like Richard Sherman, um, using a lot of the same concepts that they use and just not making mistakes. And then here's Geno off the play action and sometimes just straight drop back, and being able to hit the deep ball, finding Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, it's fun to watch. That's the other thing. This isn't you know, you just talked about how it's been kind of painstaking watching. The Seahawks are actually playing a fun type of football. So they are they are and Geno Smith is the biggest surprises in the NFL I think. Speaking with on the positive side, yep, not yeah. on the negative side, on the
0: positive side. Definitely. Uh, Steve Weiss, NFL Network, our guest. Uh, the situation in Washington with the commander's ownership, a couple of headlines coming out yesterday that the yeah. Snyders are, you know, exploring moves. Some people, are, and, and now with the investigation going on about the, the financial improprieties, some people believe that this might be the beginning of the end for Daniel Snyder. Other people thinking maybe he's just trying to get ahead of this. I mean, what, what's your take on, on, on all of what's gone on so far in Washington?
1: Yeah, Dan Snyder's never been the most proactive um, guy. He's been reactionary when he does even do anything. Look, when they signal this, it, it signals that they are exploring, but the, react, the response from a team spokesman is we are exploring all options, which means they are exploring the sale of the team. And you being in Arizona, to me, this looks a lot like the Sarver thing with the yeah. Suns. Like, okay, the owners, we could force him out. Like, we could vote him out, but then He's going to spill all of the, you know, he's going to unload all the skeletons of the closet, right? He's not going down alone. He's going to take people down with him. But we can try to persuade him. People saying, hey, look, man, your team could sell for $6 billion. You bought it for $800 million. You know, look, take, take the money and run. You won't have to deal with everything that's going on. Because economic pressure, political pressure, cultural pressure, these are things that, help change things in society, right? Mm -hmm. Change in America is rarely voluntary. So, you know, maybe he knows this groundswell is coming. Because all we heard, look, all we heard from him for decades is I'm not changing the name of the team. Well, there was cultural, political, and economic pressure. He changed the name of the team. So that's probably what's happening behind the scenes here. And I do think he's exploring some opportunities to sell the team. And as we know, a lot of NFL owners in the league itself and that fan base would welcome that. It's
2: been a rough year for veteran quarterbacks, and I'm going to steal my my partner's question here. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers are all three and five. Matt Ryan also lost his job in Indy. But out of the first three, who's got their best chance of riding their respective ship? Oh,
1: wow. See, that's one where you say, like, I, I'm still not throwing any of them over the, the ship. Um I would probably say uh boy, it's tough. I still Isn't I it? still yeah. have this faith in the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. You know, because they do have weapons, guys that have just stayed hurt, but I think Mike Evans, you know, He's he's one of the best wide receivers we've had in the past five or six years in the NFL. I think they can get it going. We know they have issues on the offensive line. They're playing in a terrible division. Um, But something is just telling me they can get it to click because defensively they've got the players to make it click, and that side of the ball has not played well either. So when I I look at the Packers, I just kind of think they are who they are in terms of young receivers that are just going to have to develop. Mm -hmm. Um, And Russell Wilson... I'm not doubting him as much as I'm doubting the overall operation of that club right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk to people around the league. You know, they've got so many you know, younger and inexperienced coaches in the big moment on that staff, but it's going to take them more time to get it together. So I would say of those three, I think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers can turn it around.
0: Steve, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for making some time for us today. We appreciate it.